What's up, everybody? Aaron the Dog here, along with Brandon of MMA Wagers, and we are here to break down yet another PFL, PFL number three to be exact. Um, and this week it's uh, heavyweights and women lightweights, uh, which mm-hmm. is going to be interesting to say. Um, basically, the Kayla Harrison division, if we are just being more accurate with the women's division. They don't have a bantamweight or featherweight. It's just the women's division. I mean, Kayla Harrison has never fought lower than this weight. I don't believe so. Her uh, last fight was one forty-five, but she said she she hated okay. it. She hated yeah, it. yeah, exactly. That, okay, I forgot. Yeah, but yeah, she's a uh, she's the basically the best in like um, I don't want to say only, but one of the only women lightweights in the world. But yeah. she is by far the best. She's an incredible talent. Maybe if Gabby um, Garcia could drop to 155, it'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's just there's not many other interesting fights for if we're being honest. But no, um, it is Nunes, honestly if Amanda Nunes could go up to 155 and beat her, I I think that'd, that'd be. be a, I, I'd love to see it, and you would. I would. I believe they're both at American Top Team. So. Oh yeah, that's another thing. But they, she did say she would fight her eventually if the opportunity arose. Yeah. There's Clarissa Shields. There's a few others, but it is a very short list. Clarissa uh, isn't fighting this PFL. No, but I'm just yeah, she is not. I, I wish she was. I was looking I forward think to she's, that. I think she's maybe getting kind of the treatment like Lana Hain got last year, a few showcase fights. Yeah, um, which at O and O is fine with me. Um, and she just had know. a boxing fight like two or three weeks ago, and she yeah. dominated. So. But that's the co-main event. The main event for BCO Verdum's uh, PFL debut. Yep. Uh, Anthony Pettis's PFL debut went less than stellar uh, <laughs> against a guy who had been off for a few years. And but he Verdum's, was boxing. Yeah, but exactly. But uh, And Verdum's taking out a guy who's been off for a few years. Yep. Uh, and Henan Ferreira, uh, if you've uh, – He hasn't been watched, boxing or anything. No, but if you watch LFA, you should be familiar with him. Yep. He, he's been around for a little bit. Uh, that's the main event and co-main event. It's a nine-fight card now. We did get uh, news awesome. of, uh, I believe it was uh, who who Ollie, was the Ali Asayev. Yeah, so Asayev, the, the heavyweight, the heavyweight winner of last year's tournament. Um, and they uh, are they were, uh, they're putting another match together actually as we speak. So I'll uh, update you if we get that matchup. Yeah, um, yeah. If we get here, that we'll break it down. But we got nine other fights to break down here. Uh, we are going with, uh, you know, it. The split screen is back. Um, oh yeah, professional at this point. That's something and like you that. Have your pen ready? You better have your pen ready. Way to get those. Uh, yeah, I do have. I do have my pen ready. All right. Um, and uh, people, because people, want it, man. people, the if the people ask. Then we give, okay? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we did have a, we did go eight for eight on our last PFL card. And well, the Dan Spawn fight I didn't pick, but you were spot on. So yeah. kudos, my friend. Kudos. Uh, so this week Martin we're trying. To Hamlet keep... dominated. Yeah, and he's not gonna. You're not gonna see him at a minus one forty again. No, especially against a guy like Daniel Spawn. That was a coming late. out party. Um, but. Uh, this is going to be a little bit more interesting of a card to break down. Um, we're starting with one of the closest fights of the night. Uh, and it's, I don't know the odds, just to let you know, 
I want What's it to that? be a surprise. Yeah, I know yeah. the odds no, I'm somewhat, just... but not really. Okay. Well, I'm just saying in general, this is a tough fight to break down. Helena Kolsinik taking on Taylor Guardado. Taylor Guardado, uh, 0-1. She lost to Tanisha Tennant in her her pro debut. Tanisha Tennant went on to uh, take Daniel Wolf to a decision on the Contender Series. that was a bullshit decision. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, But definitely a decent, decent debut. She also has two... Um, wins in the Invicta Phoenix series, which is two round fights. They're both in the same night. Um, I actually, I believe that they're one round fights. Um, yeah. And Tanisha, that was all in one night, three fights in one night. She was the finalist in that tournament. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and that was, that was last year. Uh, she's been off for a year. Uh, she does have some good amateur experience, um, but that's all back in 2011. What'd she do Uh-oh. for nine years? What the hell? I, I'm not really sure. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't make and, sense, man. Yeah, so I was able to watch her fight. She trains out of extreme couture. Uh, I mean, she's going to try to pressure forward, you know, throw maybe a little bit of strikes, but her striking isn't – it's more her cage pressure and control. I just don't expect this to be exactly explosive if it is to go um, her way. <laughs> Uh, and then we have Helena Kolzinik out of, mm-hmm. um, she's fighting out of Thailand now. Uh, she fights out of Tiger Muay Thai, which I like. Um, she's lost to only good competition in Pan Sorensen and Felicia Spencer, yeah. um, both finishing her, um, with submissions. Uh, other than that, uh, I haven't really heard of anybody she's faced on a record, but she has finished all of those opponents. Um, and they're all coming pretty recently, but she has been off since 2018. Um, no amateur experience. So, yeah, it's just – this one's kind of just, I think, a complete coin flip. Are you going with the cage pressure or the better striking uh, in Colin's Zinnick? I'll go with uh, the Tiger Muay Thai product. I'm not 100% sure if she's still training on Tiger Muay Thai at this point. Uh, she has not fought since 2018. Uh, you know, there is definitely a lot that I'm a little concerned with, but seven fights to one fight. But Taylor has the amateur experience, but then didn't fight for nine years. So a whole lot I don't know is here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not crazy, but it almost feels like they're just finding people to fill out the edge of this tournament. And uh, I mean, I'll just, I don't know, I'll take the better technical striker in Helena. Yeah, Taylor, um, when I saw 0-1, I'm like, why is she even in the tournament? But it was because she was in that one-night tournament in Invicta where she – Essentially 2-1. Yeah, essentially 2-1. Essentially 2-1, yeah, because she – one of those were split, though. She almost didn't even make it to the finals. She did Mm -hmm. lose a split to – let me find out her name. Serena De De Jesus. De Jesus. Yep. So – yeah, she did. I don't know what happened in those nine years. She ah, you know, my girl, what's up? What what? She's uh, no, we just, you know, just uh, you know, uh, we Get have uh, we have our listeners chiming in. What's up, gentlemen? I think Boston, that's mostly to you mostly put these to bets me, down but... and make some money, okay? 
Yeah, she doesn't bet on the fights. She doesn't bet on the fights. She's in it for the love only. But uh, we do. Dollar on a parlay, you might make a hundred bucks. Let's go. <laughs> My girlfriend does it all the time. She does DraftKings. She loves it, man. She'll do go. research as soon as the UFC's going. She'll do research for the next UFC. Isn't that funny? That that's that that is just inspiring. That's a girl, that's a that's a diamond that's a keeper. The right there. Find a diamond. Like a true diamond. A I know. Diamond. But I know I'm just saying, of, I know one of those. We went eight and eight last week, so let's keep the streak going. Taylor is yeah, like I said, she did lose her professional debut, but it was off a tournament winning two fights, both yep. by decision. Uh she took nine years off. I like this Helena Kalas Kalasnik. Helena Kalasnik. I think yeah, that might be that. It. let's yeah. hit up John and I can find out. But um, but she he she was plus one hundred five loss. She she did lose as an underdog, but that was to Pam Sorensen, who's an experienced woman fighter. Felicia Spencer, who's like one of the best featherweights. I'm not saying that's a that's a huge accomplishment, but she is one of the best featherweights in the UFC out of the five featherweights. <laughs> yeah, she's at and, she's top top five. She's top five out of the five, <laughs> but like it, she's a big girl, man, and she's good at the other like, thing. The other thing with Guardado is she fought her last three fights at bantamweight. She is not a natural, uh, even featherweight, and this is yeah. not lightweight. Um, at least, Helena, uh, at least Helena fought at featherweight in her last few fights. Yeah, both- she missed weight her last fight, so this is probably a good move. She's like. What other avenue do I have? No other promotions have a woman's lightweight division. Nope. So I'm going to join PFL and take a million dollars. The Harrison weight. The Harrison weight, yeah. Her- Kayla Harrison said Larissa Pachaka was still the most, um, um, what's the word? Just the most intimidating fighter, the most uh, experienced fighter that can probably win the million dollars. But yeah. there's a lot of new girls coming in. And I mean, Pacheco is going to be second place. Like, sure. She's lost to Harrison twice already. She's going to lose again. Yeah. She's exactly. not, she will never beat Kayla Harrison. I'll say that no. on tape right now. So I think that might be a little bit of wishful thinking for Kayla Harrison, hoping all these girls are less um, skilled than Larissa Pacheco. But I honestly think Kalina might be the real deal. Like, she took – Almost three years off, and I think that's to um, to train her grappling because she lost two fights in a row by submission, and she's yep. an extremely good striker. So yep. I can understand why she took this time off because you want to you want to train those holes in your game, and she trains with Luma Luke Bumi, who we just saw like she's a striking machine. Yep. Like you get into the clinch and you're in trouble. And I mean, there's a ton of really, yeah. there's a ton of very strong girls out at Tiger uh, Muay Thai. I think it's the yeah. one of the best female gyms in the world. Uh, King yeah. Casey O'Neill came from there and now is dominating in the UFC. Uh, I'm going to continue to. Uh, Claudia Diaz. Uh, and I shouted out Luma Luke Bumi last week on one of our videos. I said, parlay her with anything. You did. So yeah. I was, you, I was a little uh, worried going to that third round. I'm like, because judge, those judges were really off point, that UFC. I'm just yep. going to throw that out there as a side note. Yeah. So I was very worried. As, 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 every time the fight went the distance, I was worried. I had TJ yeah. Brown as an underdog, but 
I had Kai winning 30-27, so I'm very happy TJ won. But I I had Kai winning 30-27. Yep. But, and yeah, we're, we're going to focus play. here on PFL. Right. <laughs> uh, we both got Helena. Yeah, exactly, um, man. Tiger Moy, Kai do, all the way. I do think Helena can get a finish. I just am not uh, confident on the shape Taylor's going to come in, coming in two weight classes higher um, yeah. uh, for the first time in 0-1 or 2-1. Finally, Kevin Weeks is here. I was worried. Uh, our boy, there's, Kevin. There's our boy, Kevin. I saw him. He joined your UFC um, breakdown last week. So Yeah, yeah, we exactly. At least somebody did. Uh, oh, I'm, sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not bitter or petty. Uh, the yeah, odds. Helena's 100% finishing rate. I'm going to throw that out there. Four out of her five wins are in round one. One out of out of her five wins are in round two. Um, and we, Taylor's and I, been yeah. finished by Ronda Rousey as an amateur. So yeah, I don't really yeah. give her too much hate no. on that. Not at all. And I don't think that's how Helena will finish. I'll assume Ronda finished by armbar. Um, Helena, we've got a dog to start out our pick here. So Helena's a dog. So the comments last week that said you went eight and eight, but they're all favorites. It's like we have to make the picks. Like we we pick who we pick. Like we're not picking favorites every week on here. You can no on UFC. Yeah. I picked several underdogs. It all depends on the matchup. It depends on the card. If the card has all favorites, but we're starting out with a dog. I don't look at the odds until after I may watch tape. Uh, plus one ten for Helena. I love it. Let's give it a shot. Let's go. I think Taylor has recognition because of the contender series of her opponent losing to her. And people know, I just, and Invicta people know about, that's my only guess. She has a whole country behind her. Ukraine. She was born in Ukraine. She fights out of Thailand with the best strike woman strikers. I don't understand. Plus one tet. Let's take it. Let's yeah, go. I'm take, taking a shot on the dog there. Uh, I'm going to go to Bulldog right now, actually, because I don't want to miss out on these underdog odds. But then Absolutely. you guys are going to comment next week, oh, your girl lost. Well, I don't yeah, care. I'm taking the value. Yeah, go ahead. As long as you're commenting, I'd love to hear them. Uh, next fight here is in the heavyweight division, and it's a, it's a good one. I'm not sure if this is going to be the order or not for the actual event, but on um, topology, it's Dennis Gold. Uh, Denise Goldsov uh, taking on Justin a Big B- Big Pretty Willis. Big Teddy, uh, you mean? Oh, yeah, sure. Big Teddy. If if you're uh, Curtis Blades, uh, <laughs> and uh, so Chico's excited about this fight. Uh, sorry about That's that. UFC fighter who shouldn't have got cut, in my opinion. Yeah, but uh, you know, 33 years old. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely not the most exciting guy in his UFC career, so that probably hurt him a little bit. 6'1", 82-inch reach, uh, which is surprising to me. Um, I don't know where a lot of these AKA guys are training out of. Not AKA is closed, so that's one mm-hmm. thing. Um, but well, I uh, noticed you said something about AKA th- Thailand when I when I went to the washroom quick. Um, that is still open with Mike Swick. So AKA, yeah. AKA Thailand is still Right, uh, but, the, running, but the main AK is not open. Not in San Jose, California. Yeah, they, they've all scattered. But, yeah, definitely a surprise cut from the UFC. He was 4-1 uh, yeah. and only lost a wrestling match to Curtis Blades, which uh, last I checked, there was no shame in that. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and he beat, you know, Mark Hunt wrestled, wrestled Sherman, took down uh, Mr. Crowder, and, uh, yeah, just 
Uh, take it away with your take. I just got to take care of something really quick with a dog. So okay. I'll be right back. Yeah, I absolutely don't agree with um, Justin Willis getting cut. He was four wins in a row in the UFC at heavyweight. Most fighters at heavyweight that go 4-0 are on the on the cusp of a heavyweight title. Don't you agree? If you go 4-0 in heavyweight, you're usually on the cusp of a UFC title, and they cut mm -hmm. this guy after yeah. losing to a title contender. Or no, has Curtis? No. I don't think Curtis has ever fought for a title. Just real quick, real quick. I just want to – I don't want to lose this comment. Hey, Edwin. Uh, Edwin Stratford says, going with Taylor – this is her walking around weight. She has excellent grappling skills. Yeah. Totally fair, man. I mean, it's a it's a close like, fight. Uh, how active she's been. Yeah, it's the activity level. And just uh, I just don't exactly understand the time off. And then three fights in one night. Um, you know, and, and I two get, of those fights were only one round fights. Right. And so there's just some gas issues. And while walking around weight is great on paper a lot, sometimes walking around weight means maybe – the conditioning wasn't as much of a focus in the camp and, and that's all legs. just a, there's just a few things I, I don't i'm never crazy about picking a fighter who moves up a couple weight class it's it's again it's a close fight we're taking a gamble we're taking the dog i we already i just better live right now yeah. so but totally fair enough edwin uh and now we're talking about the heavyweight fight and then edwin you tell us afterwards how dumb we are okay yeah no or yeah whatever yeah exactly whatever you want but uh yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. Willis at 4-0 was on his way to a potential title shot or title run, yeah. uh, especially if he would have beat Curtis Blades, which is still one of the toughest matchups in the division for anybody not named Francis Ngannou. Um, so, or Derek Sure, or Derek exactly. Like, or the guy who's fighting Francis next for the title. Um, and so, yeah. you know, it's a tough yeah. break there, um, but – Dennis uh, Goldsov, he's no joke, man. 25 and 6. Look at the uh, abs 30, on him. Look at the 30 abs. 30 years old. Yeah, he's got Go nice. Off a bit. Look, that's a heavyweight, guys. Yeah, he's 6'5", uh, weighs in a nice clean 239 uh, versus Justin Willis, who's weighed in his last fight at 266. Um, he did lose his last fight to Isiav. Uh It was the second fight of the night after a yep. really – Tough, close fight against Ishii. Um, the What's thing the with time Ishii, on that? Uh, yeah, one with one second to go in the third round, it was he was gonna Ishii, win, and Ishii have won a million dollars on that. Um, no, what? He essentially won a million dollars on that because he because he went on to win the title against oh, uh, the okay. again the heavyweight title against or championship against Josh Jake Rosa or Josh Rochal. So it's like <laughs> the easiest. Yeah. I mean, it took him to a fourth round. Is he to a fourth round in that fight? But uh, with yeah. Goldsov, before that, um, he, that night, and that fought, was the fight that got canceled, guys. The heavyweight he, champion, unfortunately, um, it was medical yeah. issues on both parts. I heard. Yeah, and before that, though, Goldsov had a really tough grappling heavy fight against Ishii, uh, Shaito Ishii. Um, who is a shorter, stockier wrestler who really uses a lot of cage control. And when he got Goldsov onto his back, Goldsov really had nothing there. He um, is a classic big, tall man who is, when he can control the distance, when he can control that striking, he looks like he did against Kelvin Tiller, knocked out Kelvin Tiller's mouthpiece 
four or five times in that fight. It was Jared Roshaw, not Josh Roshaw, sorry. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he beat Jared Roshaw very quickly with his hooks, hammer fists. Really good wrestler. Um, yeah, it, but but Roshaw never got it into the wrestling realm. And when no, that was like with Alexi Olenek. I think Alexi Olenek knocked out Jared Roshalt. So that tells you the chin on Jared at this point. Yeah, Jared usually has a pretty, you know, questionable chin since it's getting rocked. Um, but overall, Goldsov, really good movement, good boxing and everything. But if Willis does get it to the ground in two of the three rounds, I think he keeps it there once it gets down to the ground. Uh, Goldsov really looks like he has nothing from his back. Um, so that's my biggest concern is that Ishii he's got was 10 a, submissions, though. That's the weird thing. It, yeah, but it's just a kind of three a, arm bars and two triangles. He's got an Ezekiel. Yeah, I just think relying on a triangle or uh, arm bar against uh, Willis is a little bit risky here. Willis has never been submitted. Um, you know, well, and you're saying he can uh, get 10 minutes of control time here yeah i'm con well that's my concern with without going overboard on goldsov here my pick is still going to be goldsov i do think that he uses a really really sharp crisp jab uh just good movement overall and keeps willis off him and starts to uh out condition him but the fight against ishii was a majority decision i think this could be a close similarly mm -hmm. uh and i get the feeling that goldsov is probably a decent favorite and willis has faced extremely good um, extremely good competition, four and one in the highest of organizations. And, uh, you know, yeah. it's, uh, and, you know, one more thing, Edwin is repping hard for his own one, Taylor Gordado here. Wouldn't do that coming out of extreme couture conditioning. It looks like Taylor's an attractive lady. That's another reason I think they signed her. Well, definitely good luck to you too, Edwin. We'll see tomorrow. Um, how wrong we are. Right. We are. We are neither one of us is experts it's in the MMA. Women's, anything will fucking happen. And neither one of us is experts in the women's lightweight division yet. Uh, give us yeah. a give us a little slack there. But your thoughts on this? Your thoughts on this? Your thoughts on this fight? Well, Justin Willis. Initially, I wanted to pick him yeah. because he's an underdog, and he went. He had such a good UFC career. Like he went four and four and one, and that's that's hard to do in the UFC heavyweight division but at the same time i'm looking at his opponents now james mel hearn i don't think he's even in the ufc anymore um he got yeah he's in bellator now um he also fought mark hunt who has very bad conditioning so if if you can get one takedown on mark hunt the fight's pretty much over chase sherman that was on chase was a. Uh, was a little unexperienced. He was more yeah. of a one-round fighter. Uh, he finally got into a better team and chases a lot more refined nowadays. But, uh, yeah, he did get a decision over him. Alan, Alan Crowder, I don't think he's even in the UFC anymore. I think he went Owen. I don't think he even won a fight in the UFC. Oh, he, he did like get a DQ? only win. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, like yeah, the Diego yeah. Sanchez win over um, Michelle Pereira. Yeah, hey, wins a win. Streaming live, stream live drive in the scorebook. I'm going to throw this out here. I'm happy for Diego Sanchez. He got paid $211,000 for his departure. And if he fought Diego, uh, if he fought Donald Cerrone, he would have just got knocked out and he wouldn't have got any money. So I'm telling you right now, this was the best. 
root for him. I don't care what they say about Joshua Fabia. Focus. I know. I'm just saying Joshua Fabia is a weird guy, but they got the most money that they could have got because Donald Cerrone was going to head kick Diego into the fucking Netherlands or something. All but right. The FL breakdown. Dennis Goltsev is legit, man. Like, he only lost to Ali Asiev, who ended up being the winner. And he would have won that fight. It was one second. That was like the Alexander uh, Volkov versus um, Derek Lewis fight. It was just so unfortunate. I had money on Dennis Goltsev, and I was going to cash some parlays. I think he was a – oh, no – Oh, sorry. He was no. You you couldn't even bet on him because that was the second fight. But I yeah. did bet on him against Satoshi Ichi. He is was cool. a minus eight hundred favorite. That's why you have to put put him in some parlays. So getting him at minus two sixty five is actually kind of a kind of a treat here because I I just don't have much faith in just. I like Justin Willis. He's a good guy. Uh, his opinions are are kind of kind of weird. Like. He's a big political guy, and a lot of the things he says are controversial. But he's a man of his word. Um, I don't even know where he's training nowadays since American Kickboxing Academy has kind of dissolved. I'm going to go with the the more experienced Dennis Goltsov, who reminds me of Yuri with a 25-6 and six record. you got to realize, 31 professional fights, that's a big deal. And he's from yeah. Russia. He's gonna want to get that win, that get back into the win column after losing by just one second. I just that's insane, eh? One second. I yeah. can't believe that. I mean, it was a very close fight. It could have possibly gone Isaev's way, but probably not. But it was like I uh, had Dennis winning that fight. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it was made. It was most likely twenty nine, twenty eight, but. Uh, yeah, we both okay, so got. We both have Dennis. What's his odds? Yeah, we both got Dennis minus two fifteen. I'm seeing that. So a okay. um, little bit of a little bit of a plus seventy mm-hmm. one seventy on Willis. So I just think you look into that resume a little more, and Goltsev is better than most of the guys he beat. Um, so we are going to move on now to Jenya uh, Fabian versus Laura Sanchez at one fifty five. The women's uh, lightweights here. Um, this is actually probably the one of the fights of the night I'm most excited about. Uh, yep. I think this is going to be a really exciting fight. Uh, I like both these girls quite a bit. Um, Laura Sanchez fighting out of Rufus Sport. Um, she is one and zero, six foot, uh, le- six foot fire last fight at featherweight. Um, also has six some good. Feet. Holy. Yep, all these girls, uh, both of these girls are six foot uh, in this fight. Um, so she's coming off a win against Miranda Barber. It was a really uh, impressive finish. Finished her with knees and punches. Miranda Barber uh, fights out of uh, American Top Team, but uh, honestly, just uh, had a serious uh, length disadvantage. She's about five eight or five seven. Um, very thick girl, but. Laura dealt with dealt with the pressure well, and uh, she's a little bit slow to start, like almost like a traditional Muay Thai practitioner. But once she started letting it go, she was landing and uh, got the finish. Um, yeah, I liked what I saw quite a bit. Obviously, this fight against Fabian is going to be much different in terms of uh, the 
the matchup because it's another six foot tall or five foot nine, I'm sorry, individual in Genya Fabian. Um, so it is a little bit similar. Um, I, th I thought she was a little bit taller myself, but um, Fabian, definitely a legit 155er, fought her fought last year in the lightweight tournament, went two and one. Um, she got kind of controlled against Bobby Joe Des Dazio, uh, the Canadian, uh, who was 4-0, but uh, had two finishes in her other two fights, including against a three-and-six girl. Um, so, yeah, this is, I think, a striker's delight, this one. Um, I think both of these girls are going to look to implement their style of kickboxing. Laura Sanchez a little more of a Muay Thai kickboxer um, and – Fabian, Australian, but more of a kind of a Dutch-style kickboxer. I, I just think this fight doesn't really touch the cage or the ground. Um, I do think that Fabian is going to have more volume, going to be more active and put the pressure on a little more. I love Laura Sanchez, though. I would love to see Sanchez be able to get started a little quicker here. But even in a couple of her amateur fights, she's had a little bit of that Muay Thai slow start to her style. And I just think Fabian – Three fights in the PFL cage now. She's going to be very confident, very comfortable. Um, and having the shorter reach, being the 5'9 opponent against a 6'0 tall, look to crowd, look to get in there, uh, work the body a little bit. Um, and I think she has the power advantage. So I'm going to take Fabian, but I like Sanchez a lot as well. I got to go with my brain here. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I got Gina Fabian here. Laura yeah. Sanchez, another fighter that's only one and zero, coming to, coming into the good tournament. amateur experience though. She does have some amateur experience, but a lot of the names you really can't rattle off that anybody would know. True. Um, Miranda Barber, Macy Barber's sister. No, I I don't think it's Macy. No, Barber's it's sister. not. <laughs> it's, but it's yeah, not. it is a barber. It uh, is a barber. Yes. Around the same age as uh, Macy, 26. I think uh, Macy's maybe 22. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and show everybody Miranda Barber. 26. Yeah, 26. She goes as the She-Hulk. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Laura did beat her by a knockout, knees and punches. So if, um, if Laura can get on the inside here, get the Muay Thai clinch, she could deliver some nasty striking. But Gina is a decorated kickboxer. She just took a boxing fight. It was an unfortunate ending with a clash of heads. I'm not sure who was winning at the time, but it, it, it kind of sucks that it ended that way. Uh, Gina's already got the PFL experience. She's one and one in PFL. Um, Laura's making her PFL debut. Um, I think Gina's yeah, two I, and I one. Think, I think Gina's two and one in PFL. Uh, one and one. She's one and zero oh in Bragging Rights Academy. Oh, okay. Um, she's uh, yeah, like I said, decorated kickboxer coming out of City Kickboxing. We know a lot of guys from there. Dan Hooker, um, Israel Adesanya. So yeah, she's gonna have a lot of support going into this. And I think she took the appropriate amount of time off to uh, to improve on her skills, just like we talked about on the first fight, right? Against yep. um, this guy I that's in love with Taylor. I think she took the amount, the right amount of time off. She's at a good gym. She's going to be sprawling and brawling, 
She's definitely going to learn some takedown defense. Um, that's what she does. Like, that's what city kickboxing does. You learn takedown defense so you can turn deep and, and piece people up. So I think yep. Gina taking this a year and a half, or almost two years now, I think she's going to knock out Laura. I don't want to... I don't want to say she knocks her out, but it's definitely going to be a, a unanimous decision, 29-28, in my opinion. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Gina is the favorite at minus 200, uh, plus 150 on Laura Sanchez. Again, I really like Laura Sanchez. Um, I just think that Gina is the more legitimate lightweight fighter here. And uh, just, I think, the experience inside of the PFL and kind of how how they're looking to judge the fight, I think, is all important. So we're going to move on now to the next fight here. And we got a old school, like, women MMA founding members here. And yeah. Cindy Dandois uh, taking on Caitlin Young. Every organization you can think of. Yeah, Battle Cat, Sydney uh, Dandua is now yeah. 36 and a half years old. Only fans account if anybody's interested. She's got an OnlyFans <laughs> account. Um, no, thank you. Um, Battle Cat. I'm with you there. Battle Cat, yeah. <laughs> and and I can't believe Jessica I, $25 for an OnlyFans just to get a uh, photo of her foot. That's what uh, I heard. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I, whenever you put that's what I heard at the end of a sentence, it really makes it seem like you know way more about it than you're trying to – like you're trying to like at the end be like, uh, that's what I uh, heard from my friend. It's like I think you know. Uh, but if you're, on, if you're on Jessica I's OnlyFans and you're watching right now, I believe that you should be on a government watch list and you should not be allowed to make decisions because you're clearly judge, not judgmentally sound. Uh, but back to this fight, Cindy Dandua, 5'7". She's going to be fighting at 155, so got to love it. Um, yeah. She's uh, currently on a three, four-fight win streak. Um, all those fights happening in 2019. Um, and uh, the combined record of those four fighters is one and four mm -hmm. for all four of them. Not a lot of experience, no. One in four total for all four of them. Uh, she got a couple of triangle chokes. She got an arm lock, rear naked choke. Just she looks like a submission wizard all of a sudden against one in. She's a wizard, Harry. Um, yeah, that's what they yeah. do in boxing, though. They give like, like they give a big opponent shit. Opponent I mean, but then she decided not. Then she decided not to fight in 2020. Um, you know, it's fine. Right. She had an, she had a website to work on, and uh, you know the pandemic. Now she's fighting Caitlin Young. Caitlin Young has, um, I think, what the French call a salty record. 11, 10, and 1. Uh, 11, 10, and 1. 35-year-old here taking on the 36-year-old. Um, she's fought, in, fought over in Invicta for quite a while. Um, or for three fights, four fights. Um, went 3-1. Uh, and one, Lost to Pam Sorensen again. So Pam Sorensen should be in this tournament, apparently. Um, but yeah, really. uh, she, she's got to win over her, but at least she's got a little bit. I mean, she'd be a five and one girl, a six and three girl and faith McMah, uh, a five and four girl. She's got to win over a six and a nine and one girl. She's lost to Lauren Murphy, um, Leslie Smith, um, went to a draw with Leslie Smith in a good fight and Invictus first ever card. 
plus uh, Liz Carmouche. I just think that Caitlin Young has faced the more legitimate opponents, and I think that she's just more in the MMA game. So I'm going to go Caitlin Young. Uh, maybe I'm wrong here, but I just think I know Cindy Dandua is 16 and five. She's got a she's got a submission win over uh, or a knockout win over Megan Anderson. Uh, you know, triangle choke Triangle choke. Okay, submission. Yeah. So it seems like her submission game is a little bit underrated here. So, um, and Caitlin has been submitted uh, before, uh, although it's been quite a while. It was Liz Carmouche who submitted her with a rear naked choke. Otherwise, for the most part, Caitlin just goes in there and throws down, has a win over Misha Tate early on, a long time ago, obviously. Uh, Yeah, I mean – with all due respect, but neither one of these girls is spectacular. Um, so, what's your thoughts? I got Kaylin Young, though, in a close decision. Yeah, both these girls are older than I thought. Um, Caitlin's 35, Cindy 36. But in women's MMA, you can get away with being that old. We've seen Julia Budd have success still, Alexis Davis. Um, yeah, so this should be a really competitive fight. I didn't know who Caitlin Young was when I uh, did the research. She's kind of an unknown. I thought I was thinking it was um, there was a Caitlin that fought in the UFC. And I Caitlin was, Vieira. No, not Caitlin Vieira. There was another one that that was really unsuccessful in the UFC. That, but it wasn't her. Caitlin Young. Um, when's the last time she fought? Twenty twenty. She yep. did get a fight in Invicta. Uh, dominated actually got a 30-26 on two scorecards. Um, she got that loss over Pam Sorensen. It was a championship fight. She actually got dominated too. She lost two 10-8 rounds. Um, she did beat Faith McMah by a knockout in round three. I think mm-hmm. the longer this fight goes, it benefits Caitlin Young. Yep. But. The first two rounds are going to be very competitive. Cindy's going to be going for finishes. She's got a uh, 81% finishing rate for women's MMA. That's very high. Eight out of 16 in round one, 50%. Um, she has lost plus 235 underdog and a minus. How do you lose by a minus 210 favorite? Who'd she lose? I'm just going to double check here. She was a minus 210 favorite over Olga Rubin. Oh, no, sorry. Who was she a minus 210 favorite against? Oh, sorry. She won by a minus 210. Okay. Megan Anderson, I don't think that – yeah, they had odds, and she was an underdog, plus 200. She's an underdog. Um, They both have faced formidable woman opponents. Um, Cindy only losing to Yana Kunitskaya, who we just saw beat Catlin Vieira in the UFC. Sonia Evinger, who's actually really scrappy and a good grappling game of her own. Alexis Davis, who we just saw beat Sabina Mazo. Um, she did lose to Olga Rubin, which is kind of a bad loss. It was in Bellator, featherweight, and she did lose a split decision. But like you said, she rattled off those four wins against very One and four total. Uh, Carrie Hughes is that? That's not. Who is this, Carrie? Okay, no. 
I was thinking that was Gilbert Melendez's um, wife, but that's that's Carrie Melendez, not Carrie. Hughes. Which would not be an impressive win. Either way, yeah, when it'd be better than probably Carrie Hughes, but yeah, I, I'm trying to like she does have good wins, she has good losses. I like Cindy as an underdog. Um, seeing Caitlin Young at almost a 500 record um, really worries me. Putting any money on her, mm -hmm. uh, she loses to the good opponents, and she. Doesn't have the most notable wins either. Misha Tate and Julie Kedzie, uh, 11 years ago, she took a big break in MMA. Or no, she hasn't really taken a break, but she just, I don't know. She, I, it just doesn't seem like she ever took it 100% seriously. Um, Cindy, if you watch the PFL um, interviews, it's a very sad story that she has. She actually broke out in tears. And uh, I think she's fighting for a lot, lot more here. I know, I know, you shouldn't fight with emotions, but she's a. Uh, I don't. I, th I think she's coming in here. It's now or never. Thirty-six years old. Caitlin Young has been there, done that. Eleven and ten. I think the Wayans are going to tell us a lot. Um, I'm going to go Cindy at underdog odds. All right. Well, maybe we we'll first underdog. We might still have a perfect card at that point, or maybe a. Uh, but after that fight, one of That's us will no longer. Yeah. Let's wait till the till the weigh-in photos. I'll I'll message you and let you know. Yeah. Well, at this point, I'm on Caitlin Young. So because there was uh, that one girl that looked like a stripper at the fucking Bellator weigh-ins, and I picked against her right away. Jessica Borga. I'm like, as yeah. soon as I saw her, I'm like, I'm picking against this woman. Always a good point. Uh, next fight, heavyweight division. Uh, Anti Dalija uh, is back, uh, taking on uh, Bruno Henrique Capoloza. Um, coming up from 205, Bruno is. Um, Bruno's last fight was against Yuri Prohaska. Um, eventually, I'll learn how to say Yuri's name. Yuri yeah, eventually, I'll learn how to say his name, but. Um, Bruno has not fought since 2018, another 2018 guy. Um, so it's been three years now, um, and he's taking on uh, – and before that, for the most part, went in there and either got finished by punches or would finish you by punches, and usually it will be in round one. Um, in this fight, he's taking on Antidelia. Delia, 17-3. Uh, uh, he's trained by, I believe uh, – I believe Mirko Krokop, yep, and Gladiator. Uh, 30 years old, looks like he's 45. Uh, yeah. 6'5", six, six, uh, 17 and 3. Really good looking guy here. Uh, put away Ole Thompson in his last fight, but before that, he was in the PFL where he dominated Carl Semyon Tafa um, pretty handily. Um, his only loss in his last um, 10 being to uh, Marcin Tybura, and it was a leg injury. Um, other than that, as a win over Valentin Overeem, mm -hmm. um, you know, not the greatest level of competition. Ricardo Prezel, um, he took his O away from him over in Ryzen, uh, a good 6'8 tall, um, tall jiu-jitsu guy who was able to really control. Um, Bruno is, uh, like I said, a light heavyweight. Uh, coming up, hasn't fought in three years. He's only 6'2". Uh, I think that 
I'm going to keep this one pretty short and sweet. I think anti anti Delia does what he wants and gets a knockout in round one. So I think probably ground and pound. Yeah, anti Delia is definitely the PFL. Actually, he's only one and zero in PFL, but I thought he was more PFL experienced. But he's more experienced overall. He's got um. 20 fights, 20 professional fights. Bruno has 15 professional fights. Um, Bruno has only won by knockout. He's never won by decision. He's never won by a submission. Um, he can go late into fights. You can never underestimate him. Even if you go into round three, he has that knockout possibility. He's got three out of ten round three finishes. So 30% of his wins are in round three. Uh, yeah, he lost to... Our boy Yuri Prochaka, who just cashed for us. Um, yes, sir. He lost to Lu Lucas Rosa, who is a very unknown uh, fighter, and Devani Martins Jr. He beat by a knockout also in round one. But all these are three plus years ago. We have to take that into account. Um, Anti Dalia has fought a lot more recent. Well, not a lot more recent, but like. A year and a half ago, he fought in, uh, what was it, KSW? Yep. He, he took on Ole Thompson, a short notice Ole Thompson, but got the job done. Round two knockout. Um, he's got that one win in PFL where he dominate, dominated his opponent 30-26. That opponent also came in short notice. So I want to say it's a, it is a good win at the end of the day, but the guy came in short notice. Ricardo Prezel, he won by a unanimous decision, so we know this guy can go three hard rounds. I'm definitely going anti-Delea here. Yep. Um, unless Bruno gets that, you know, unexpected, I didn't see that coming knockout because he does have 10 knockout wins. Um, has anti ever lost by – yeah, he's lost by two knockouts. One was a leg injury, so I don't really count that as a official knockout. Mm -hmm. So one out, one knockout out of 20 fights, that's really rare that he's going to get knocked out. I'm going to go anti Dalia by, hmm, how is he going to win here? Probably by a submission. I'm going to say a submission. Okay, I said ground and pound. Uh, minus 450 to minus 500, depending on your site, plus 380. Oh, what? Plus 380, plus 350 on Bruno. Yeah. Uh, not not too surprised by those odds, if I'm being honest. Maybe we can get inside the distance by fight day. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been able to get too many props on uh, PFL. Last week I couldn't get any. Yeah, until yeah, exactly. But that's the end and of the prelims. It's interesting. It's interesting to me. It's interesting to me that Delia mm -hmm. is on the prelims here. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, and that they're going to put this fight of Pacheco and Pagia on. The uh, main card, but this well, does Lord, bring Pacheco is a former title finalist, so I, that might make sense. Yeah, I guess. Um, uh, Larissa Pacheco. Oh, my dog is, I don't know what she's doing. I'll be right back. It's okay. Uh, and this takes us to our next fight at back at 155 between Larissa Pacheco and Julia Pajek. Uh, Julia uh, fighting out of Croatia, uh, 23 and a half years old. One of the most interesting things I found about her, she fights off of American top team Zakayev. Uh, Julia, 
fought a male doorman. So you can find that on YouTube. Um, I'll have to ask. Uh, I'll have to ask Brandon when he gets back if he happened to see that fight. Um, but did tool him up. Uh, Twenty-three years old, six foot out of a uh, six-foot German uh, fight out of Germany. Um, three and zero as a pro, not including her win over a doorman. Uh, all three being finishes, two by TKO and one by triangle armbar. Total record zero and one over three opponents. Um, she's now taking a huge step up in competition, taking on Larissa Prochecho. Uh, Larissa is a PFL finalist, or yeah, PFL finalist at 155, 26 years old, 5'7", um, and uh, has been one of the few girls to fight several times at um, lightweight in the female division. Uh, went 2-2 two and two last in their PFL uh, 2019 season, losing to Kayla Harrison by decision twice. Um, so not getting finished. The only fighter to say that who's faced Kayla Harrison. Um, and she's done twice now. Uh, and then she got a finish of Bobby Joe Dazil to take her um, O from her by an arm bar. And then she defeated Sarah Kaufman, the wrestler as well. Um, yeah, I just think that this is a huge experience edge for Larissa. Um, and she has a grappling edge as well. I think for Julia, she has to use her striking and catch Larissa earlier, early and put her away. Otherwise, this is Jul- Otherwise, this is Larissa rinse and repeat, uh, either a submission or a decision. But uh, yeah, I just think that overall, um, Larissa should be able to take this one. Experience and method. Uh, victory being just uh, the wrestling cage control, so possible submission, but I'll just say Larissa wins this and keep it simple. Um, Julia, I don't know if you got to see, but Julia fought a male doorman. Did you get to watch that on YouTube? No, you uh, you did tell me about it. and um, It's her best fight. I wasn't sure um, how to take that. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, male she, doorman? She beat like a 55-year-old I out of shape doorman for like two rounds. The girl fighting Larissa Pachaco. Yes, Julia uh, Julia Pachik. Uh, yeah, but I, I just think the going from zero and one on your three previous opponents, who she put them all away in the first round, so she didn't even get to really test herself against these unproven girls, and now taking a step up to a thirteen four girls gone to a decision with Kayla yeah. Harrison twice. Uh, Kayla Harrison has finished every other one of her opponents. I just think Larissa looks like a star here and cruises. It's just, does she get the finish or not? That's my question. Yeah, Larissa is the only fighter that um, <clears throat> kind of gave Kayla Harrison a bit of trouble. Kayla Harrison also referenced that Larissa Pachaco was probably going to be the finalist again in this tournament, although there is a lot of unknown women fighters that we aren't aware of. And they could really make a name for themselves when a million dollars is on the line. A lot of fighters, um, (laughs) for a million dollars, guys, like that's that's life changing money. So, and and they're still paying their athletes in these regular season fights, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, handsomely, I heard. So, they still got the win win bonus um, at hand. Uh, Yulia has a crazy neck tattoo. It kind of scares me. 
Um, she looks very intimidating. She's got big arms. She looks like a scary woman for sure, but I think uh, Larissa Pacheco is uh, the more decorated MMA fighter. She's got like five times the MMA experience. Um, if it wasn't for Jessica Andrade and Jermaine Duraname, who everybody knows, she'd still be in the UFC. Like, what what kind of matchmaking is that? The girl comes in UFC debut and faces Jessica Andrade, and then her next fight is Jermaine Duraname. She got the Sam Hughes treatment. Sam Hughes just fought Tasha Torres and Luma Luke Bumi. Like, it's not really fair. Larissa yeah, Pacheco, and then on the Ultimate Fighter, she lost to Macy Chizen, then, who, was looking, yeah. who was looking like a killer until she lost her O. Yeah, and Macy Chizen, one more win, she could be fighting for the friggin' Bantamweight Championship. So yeah. she also has a win over um, current UFC Bantamweight, I believe, Carol Rosa. She might be a flyweight. She's a Yeah, I believe she's a flyweight now. Oh, no, she is a Bantamweight. She beat Jocelyn Edwards by a decision I, I, I remember that fight. That was a good fight. But that's a very good win. Carol Rosa, that's actually Jessica Andrade's training partner. So in a way, she get a little revenge over that. She beat Sarah Kaufman, who I rate really highly. Sarah Kaufman is 21-5. and five. She's like an Alexis Davis level. So if you're beating Sarah Kaufman by a three-round decision, and I think she won every round. Let me double check. And Bobby Bobby Joe's a good six foot tall five and zero fighter herself as well. Good win yeah, there. Bob, Bobby's only lost to Larissa. I'm pretty sure in PFL. Oh, Bobby, Kayla as well. Who else? Kayla Harrison. Did she fight Kayla though? Yes, she fought Kayla. Oh, okay, Harrison. yeah, yeah. So you you really can't take those two losses into great effect there. Like she's she's losing to the. The best of the best. I don't know. I don't think Bobby Joe is in the tournament this year unless nope. she's fighting on the next card. I don't believe no, so. She's not. No, I don't that's so. kind of weird. But yeah, I definitely got Larissa Pachaco. She's going to rebound um, from this Kayla Harrison loss. I think she's been exclusively on judo defense because she's going to expect to see Kayla again sometime in this tournament. Um, She's got a high finishing rate. 12 out of, her, out of her 13 wins are by finish. So that's that's very outstanding for a woman fighter. 92% finishing rate. 7 out of 13 in round 1. 3 out of 13 in round 2. 2 out of 13 in round 3. So she can finish the fight whenever, whenever it's taking place. Um, Julia just looks a little too jacked. I think she's more worried about her about her intimidating uh, figure than anything. I think she's going to get submitted here. She's very inexperienced. I'm going to say submission round one or two. Fair enough. Uh, and Pacheco right now with no props, minus 495, 500, plus 360 on Julia. So, But it is my most confident pick um, yeah, I'm so definitely far. Yeah, yeah, so far on the card, we'll move on to Mohamed Usman, brother of Kamaru, fighting at heavyweight, taking on Brandon Sales. Um, Mohamed Usman, 7-1. and one. Brandon Sales, 5-1. and one. Brandon Sales, 40 years old now, 6'5". Um, heavyweight has been off for a few years. 
um, in SPACs since January 2018, so nearly since 2017. Uh, he did get a second-round stoppage of a one-and-one guy in Dexter Carthen. Uh, beat Adrian Henderson, uh, an eight and two guy. Robert Neal, he won by Americana. His only loss being to former UFC fighter Chase Gormley uh, in a close decision. Um, yep. Definitely, uh, you know, seems both like guys a, have lost to UFC competitors. Yeah, they both have lost to. Uh, but yeah, Sales seems like a guy with good good hands and seems to be tough to take down. But forty years old, but he's a heavyweight, so. Um, Mohamed Usman fighting at fourth Fortis MMA, it says here. I'm not sure if that's current or not. Enzo Gracie um, Academy as well with um Curtis Blades. Yeah, seven and one. Only loss being a decision to Dante Melis in his fourth uh professional fight. Uh otherwise he's gotten finishes in five of seven wins. Uh has good top control, like absolutely well conditioned athlete. Uh, hits very hard, as you can see from the first round knockouts and everything. Um, you know, but uh, it's it's the heavyweights, so you never really know. And Sales is five and one. Uh, he's only lost to uh, Gormley, and it was by a decision. Uh, he has been had a few guys try to take him down in fights I was able to see, and he was looked tough to take down, and uh, could have some possible issues for Usman. I'm not sure the um, the gas tank of Usman, even though he's been to decision a couple times, I just think like it's a little bit of a question with his body type and body style. And uh, if sales can land on him, there is that issue. But I'm gonna go Usman here. Uh, I by I'll just say decision. I don't really. I I want to see how he looks. I'm just uh, against a little bit more of a challenging competition because uh, so far he hasn't been super tested. Yeah, yeah, I definitely got a uh, Muhammad Usman here, Kamaru Usman's brother, um, training <clears throat> at a Fortis MMA, Rufus Sport. He's uh, previously trained at Henzo Gracie Academy, so he really makes his rounds uh, at the elite gyms of the United States. So he definitely gets a lot of rounds in with good opponents. Um, he's previously trained with. Francis Lagano, Curtis Blades. Um, he gets rounds in with um, all the guys at Fortis MMA, mm -hmm. Dryer Hall. There's a heavyweight at Fortis MMA. I'm, I can't remember. But, yeah, he's definitely <clears throat> he's definitely getting good training in with very elite opposition or elite MMA athletes. Muhammad Usman, 7-1. Brandon Sales, 5-1. Brandon Sales has been... A professional for 11 years, but only has six fights. So that that kind of uh, makes me think, how serious are you taking this MMA journey? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, six fights, so that means he's only fighting once every two years. Uh, he's got a military combative style. So he obviously has um, years in the military, which I respect. Brandon Sales, salute. Um, I'm really like, honestly, I love, I love the military, man. I give huge respect for the, the people that have served. Um, but I think the inactivity and the evolution of MMA, um, is at a different level right now. And Muhammad Usman is getting rounds in with the very best 
that UFC has to offer at this moment. And Brandon Sales is training out of Fort Benning MMA, fighting out of Georgia, born in Hawaii. He hasn't fought in three years. I just don't. I just don't. Um, I just don't see his style beating Muhammad. Muhammad Usman is nicknamed the Motor. That tells you everything you need to know. The Motor. He's going to be going all three rounds, fifteen minutes as hard as he can. Um, it's either he gets a unanimous decision win, or a knockout or submission. He's got two Kimuras, so. He, he could legitimately submit this guy as well. I just I see Muhammad Usman winning any way he wants. Yeah. He's in good hands with Ali Abdelaziz. He's got his brother Kamar Usman. He comes from Nigeria. Um, I just love Muhammad Usman here. I think he I think he does what he has to do and submits knockouts or decisions. I don't know. But he's yeah. gonna get the job done. Yeah, and I like this piece as a parlayable piece minus three fifty. Um, yeah, I think sure. it's a really great piece. I'm surprised that the odds are that close with the name and with just overall skill matchup here. But we will take it. Um, next fight here can't. Brandon Sales it. has won by a minus two seventy five favorite before. Um, yeah. Let me just double check who that was. Oh, Imani Lee. And guess what his record is? Two and two and four. So, yeah, but well, he was yeah. an underdog against a guy like that. So next he fight here. Oh yeah. Next fight here back at women's lightweight. Not quite. Uh, we can't quite say these odds are great um, because it's Kayla Harrison fighting against yeah. Marianne Marias. I'm not gonna. I don't think we need to waste a lot of time here on this. Marianne Marias is 16 and 10. Uh, she's five four. Uh, she fought our last fight at 125. I'm not going to really yeah. waste a lot of time. We talked about Kayla Harrison at the beginning. <clears throat> Kayla Harrison's yeah. world-class judo player. Um, she, she, Kayla Harrison's going to submit her in round one with a rear naked choke or an arm bar. And uh, it's just, that's that. And she's not going to mess with her. It's six points for Kayla Harrison. It's unbettable even if you do inside the distance. Yeah, listen to these odds. <clears throat> Her last five fights: minus seventeen hundred, minus fourteen hundred, minus sixteen hundred, minus seventeen hundred, minus thirteen hundred. So how are you making money off this woman? It it doesn't make sense. You gotta just play the. Does she go to a decision or not? I'm sure the decisions against Pacheco were close to even money. Yeah, and she go. did. She beat Larissa Pacheco. Uh, 50-43 on one of those um, scorecards. So. That's my point. So you were sweating the decision, but you got it. That's she even She's going to cry if she wins a decision. I'm telling you right now, she's, she's going to be upset with she's her. Not, she's not. She's finishing a flyweight who's fighting at lightweight. Yeah, but she's so hard on herself, man. Like, even her last fight, she cried because she's like, oh, I, I should have did better. Like, she'll have, like, the most outstanding performance and she'll cry. I don't understand. Yeah, so you, uh, is there anything else you kind of got to say about this I, fight? I just, <clears throat> Kayla Harrison's there. always improving. Even if she submits her in, in round one, she's not going to be um, impressed. So Kayla Harrison, any way she wants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the odds here, just I don't mean to rush through a fight, especially with someone as good as her, but there's nothing to talk about here. Kayla Harrison is a minus 
2,000. Uh, here, yeah, 2,475. She's up to a minus 3,000 on some sites. I have minus 2,000 on my bookie. I've got, I, I've got on uh, Bobata, it's at minus 2,000. Uh, I'm seeing it up to minus 3,000 on bookmakers.com. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's that's why Marina Morose did win a decision over who I arguably think beat Julia Budd, Dana Silva. So Marina Morose does have that. She's 26 fights in, only 26 years old. She's still so young and and uh, unproven. Like, the, the, it, it's just, it's just so a many submission it's, wins. She could get a submission. I'm not. I'm not counting that out. I, I don't parlay Kayla Harrison minus no. two thousand. Don't. No, obviously, just leave it alone. Um, we're moving on do. to. People we're still moving do. On, yeah, we're gonna move on. Uh, sorry, time. that is that's one of our shortest breakdowns, but it is what it is. I mean, there's just five no, bucks on Marina. Honestly, why not? Yeah. What are we yeah, exactly. get the submission? Um, next fight here is at three uh, arm bars. Next fight here is the main event. Uh, Fabricio Verdum taking on Henan Ferreira. Um, this is where I'd suggest maybe putting five bucks down on a uh, finish for the underdog. Uh, oh, maybe really? that's a little better use of your money than. I don't the, know. Um, Henan Ferreira, uh, six and two, uh, six foot ten, thirty-one year old uh, heavyweight fighting on Team Nogueira. Uh, he has not fought since uh, his. Uh, win over Jared Vandera back in August of uh, 2019. Uh, got a triangle choke in round two. He's the only guy to submit Jared Vandera. So is that it was a really entertaining fight up until then. Uh, his loss to Brett Martin. Uh, he was winning that fight. He was stuffing every he was stuffing every takedown from the seven and one Brett Martin. Uh, landed some really good shots, most of which were the side of the head, in my opinion, not the back of the head. Brett, Brett Martin did end up moving his head into the right spot. Uh, Henan Ferreira hit his back of his head multiple times, got DQ'd for that. Um, but before that, Henan Ferreira, Ferreira basically TKOs um, for the most part. He has a submission loss to Vinicius Marrera, though. And that is hard to look past. We've seen how Vinicius Marrera looked. Maybe one of the worst guys ever to – effort to perform in the UFC when he got yeah. there, how he performed. I think he landed like three significant strikes in his four uh, UFC bouts. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, he went 0-4 in the UFC. Yeah. Um, so for Vio Caivao, Fabricio Verdun, we know him, 43 years old now, 6'4". Um, Waited in for his last fight at 242, submitted. Gustafson, who looked like he literally walked off his couch, rolled off his couch. Did Before you bet that, him as an underdog? Uh, I bet the submission for of Verdum. There uh, you go, plus, buddy. Plus man, five, I plus cashed five, out on that hard. Plus 550. Um, yeah, which man. Is, yeah, it had to be done. Um, but before that, lost to Volkov in the fourth round. Um, but definitely had a lot of trouble with the taller 6'10", but much better striker in Volkov than Hennen. Uh, lost a split decision to Olenek. Um, you know, he's he's been all over the place. We know Verdum. This is one for me that I want to wait till weigh-ins because yeah. Verdun has looked atrocious at a few of his weigh-ins lately. And I do not know how motivated he is coming into this PFL run. I get it. He's there's a million motivated. dollars. I get it. There's a million dollars on the line. So 
I do believe that he's going to put his best foot forward. I believe him putting his best foot forward against a 6-2 and two Ferreira, who's been uh, submitted by Marrera, has taken a lot of time off, um, has some questionable uh, IQ, and also he is taller, but I think has is very takedownable by mm-hmm. uh, Verdum here. I just think that Verdum's size or, or strength and uh, skills Technique. on the ground are just going to be too much. Um, if Verdum really comes in looking like a garbage can, though, I'm not afraid to bet uh, Ferreira. This is one I want to wait to weigh in to see. But as of now, I've got Verdum by submission. I can't take a guy who's lost by submission to Morea to be able to survive submissions with Verdum. It's a little bit of MMA math here, but it's honest. Um, he is training on Nogueira, so I'm sure he's getting some good rounds in with very good jiu-jitsu players. But I got to go with uh, Verdum here. But we saw how Pettis looked and a few other UFC uh, guys like Steven Seiler, but Verdum is a level above uh, here for me. So I got Verdum by submission. Yeah, there's also an inactivity difference. Um, yep. Uh, Hennen Ferreira hasn't fought for two years. Uh, Fabricio is coming off a suspension in the UFC, which is which was kind of controversial. I don't know. Like, he, he denies whatever he took, so I don't know what – there's been a lot of false um, tests in the UFC. So he did come back a little sluggish against Alexi Olenek. I picked Alexi to win that, so I was happy. But it was a split decision loss. And then he beat Alexander Gustafson, where I was on um, Fabricio in that fight. So me too. Fabricio has been very nice to me lately because I cashed on him. I cashed Alexi as an underdog, and then I got Fabricio as an underdog. Um, it sucks that he's such a big favorite here. Hennen is another very long, lanky, heavyweight. Alexander Gustafson was a pretty str- long, um, another long athlete, six foot five, 79 inch reach. I think uh, Fabricio, I, I heard an interview with him saying how ready he is. This is his last, like, hoo-wa, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the last last, last hurrah is how they say hurrah. it here in America. Hurrah. hurrah. It's hurrah. <laughs> it's yeah. last it's last hurrah. Exactly what Aaron said. And hurrah. No, you were not in the just go, go continue, Brandon. <laughs> that's how us Canadians say it. Um I just yeah, like he's gotta do it now or never. Um I don't know if he left the UFC on his own or that was his last UFC I don't think they wanted fight? to pay the man what he wanted to be paid at this point in his career. Yeah, because he's coming off a win and he gets cut, so that's a little strange. Um, maybe, yeah, the UFC didn't find any any uh, value in him at this point. But he's he's coming in here, PFL. I'm very excited for his PFL debut. Fabrizio Werdum's been one of my favorite fighters. He's hilarious. He's fucking he, submission for days. He can do whatever he wants to you on no the No submissions aren't going anywhere in his 40s either. That's It's his bread and butter. Yeah, exactly. Those skills don't disappear. If anything, he's going to be getting better as a wizard. Like, wizards only get older and they get better. So, he's a BJJ wizard. And at the same time, i got to tell you this. I have it here. Fabricio, even though he's a jiu-jitsu mats- master, he's got the... 
fourth most significant strikes landed in UFC Eight. history, 890, and fifth most strikes landed in UFC history, 1170. So that's in history. That's every single UFC heavyweight fighter that has ever competed in the UFC. And he's he has got the fourth most significant strikes, and that's a BJJ fighter. And so uh, yeah, he has he a do lot of experience. And he has a lot he's of experience. Knockout, doesn't he? And he has a lot of and he has a lot of experience against taller, um, lengthier strikers too. And Travis Browns yeah. of the world, um, Volkov's a Alistair lot of Overeem. Alistair Overeem. Yeah, for sure. I think that it's going to uh, be a submission round one, in my opinion. He's going to take the least damage possible, get out of here unscathed. You get yeah you round. yeah, and you want to get the most points here. So um, we're in agreement here. Um, I think just really quickly, if I were to. Do a parlay, which I have to wait on Bovada till the night of the fights. They don't let me parlay till the night of the fights. But yeah, um, my quick, yeah, my quick parlay here, and then we're gonna say good night for or goodbye for the day, and we'll be back tomorrow with our Bellator breakdown at three thirty, and then UFC breakdown at three thirty on Thursday because the PFL. So three thirty the next two days as well. So Kevin, Bunny, Edwin, Aman, anybody else who's joining us, hopefully we'll see you tomorrow for the. Bellator breakdown, keep this money train rolling. For tonight, um, or for today, a uh, quick uh, parlay that I would do, Usman, Pacheco, uh, I would do Dalia and Verdun. Those four, but you can put a solid investment down and get probably plus 200 odds or so. Uh, say it again. So you have Usman. I have Usman. I have Pacheco. Pacheco. I have Dalia. And then I have uh, Verdun. It's my four favorite favorites. Dalia? Oh, Anti Dalia. Yep. And yeah. Verdun. Yeah. Let me double check here. So, Adams, I mean, Aaron's going to put those four fights together, make a plus 165 underdog parlay. Yeah. I just think, you know, and then, yeah, I just, I, I do really like that, um, you know, and then I probably will. Uh, put a you know a couple down and try to catch uh, Caitlin Young as well in one of those maybe, but yeah. Um, for Aaron the dog for oh, Brandon, well, I, got, I got some stuff. What? Oh, go ahead. I well, don't know well, anything. You want, I thought you charged for your information. Well, I do, but yeah. So I'll, don't I'll give it up for I'm just looking out, looking right now. Larissa Pachaco to not go the distance is plus one ten. So if you can get that prop odd, definitely uh, hit that a bit. Okay. Uh, Muhammad Usman fight to go the distance is plus three fifty. Definitely a uh, a uh, worthy bet. A, a piece that yeah you can definitely hit and make plus three fifty plus three point five times your money back. That's very likely. And Kayla Harrison fight goes the distance is plus four twenty five. So if she can if Marina can outlast her. Um, Judo throws, and she can't elbow, remember. So she can only punch. So I honestly think Kayla's going to win a decision here. These prop odds are definitely worth laying a little bit of money. Plus 425, plus 350, plus 110. Once they come out, what's, uh, for, what's for PCO by submission? Kayla by, by submission? Uh, Kayla by uh, submission and Fabricio by submission. Where are those two? Uh, they, they only have one prop odd out. It's only fight to go the distance or fight doesn't okay. go the distance. Okay, no but problem. Yeah, you just hit the fight doesn't go the distance or 
Yeah. But it, it just the odds are crazy. Fight doesn't go the distance for Kayla is minus six seventy five. Yeah, like, no, thank you. Screw that. Um well we'll see what comes out close to the fights. Um but for Aaron, uh for Brandon of MMA wagers until tomorrow at three thirty PM Eastern time, twelve thirty Pacific. We'll be back with the Bellator uh preview breakdown uh for Friday's yeah, card and then Thursday UFC breakdown for uh a lower so level UFC money to car. Be made. So for much skin. money. So much money. So yeah. for Aaron, for Brandon, until next time, we are out. Keep taking care of each other out there. Peace.